Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Twice Exceptional, Teens Exploring and Living with Neurodiversity. My name is Kate, I am 16 years old, and I have ADHD and am gifted, hence the name of the podcast. Hi, I'm Patrick, I'm 13, and I also have ADHD. In this episode, Kate and I will be discussing the autism spectrum. So our definition of the episode is about the autism spectrum. So Patrick, what is the autism spectrum? Okay. Most of our information from this section came from cdc.gov. Anyways, Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, is a developmental disability that can cause significant social communication and behavioral challenges. There is a large range of abilities and needs for people with ASD. Their learning, thinking, and problem-solving abilities can range from gifted to severely challenged. So some symptoms of people with ASD include having difficulty with understanding emotions, repeating certain behaviors quite frequently, and not reacting well to changes in their daily routine, so they might keep a very consistent daily routine and be upset when something like that changes. Okay. Treatment for autism includes intervention services at a young age. For some data and statistics, 1 in 44 children have ASD, and boys are four times more likely to get diagnosed than girls, but similar to ADHD, these numbers might also just be because girls are less likely to end up going in for a diagnosis at young ages. Okay. Just like most forms of neurodiversity, there are many misconceptions about autism spectrum disorder. It was thought that children with autism could not form intimate relationships, but this is not true. Also, as we said earlier, the diversity of needs along the autism spectrum means that different people may need different amounts of assistance. Exactly. So some of the people might not actually need all that much help. Some of them might be perfectly fine on their own, and others might need a lot of assistance to get through simple things in their daily lives. So now for our personal lives. Today we're going to be talking about misconceptions with ADHD that we have experienced because autism we don't have so we cannot talk as much about the misconceptions but it does relate pretty similarly to ADHD and there are many misconceptions that come with having ADHD. Patrick what's been some of your experience with some of these misconceptions? I mean, I will not fully call the story a misconception, more just not knowing. But this is more on how I was starting to figure out my ADHD. This is before I knew. So in first grade, I had a teacher. I'm not going to name anybody right now. Um, she was a good teacher. Anyways, um, so I was falling really behind in class and stuff because I was unfocused, unmedicated, crazy and stuff. And my teacher thought I had a learning disability. Um, so one day she took me aside after school and had me do a bunch of math and stuff. And turns out I was actually way, way, way ahead of the class. And yeah. yeah. And she realized that I'm actually very, very smart and do not have a learning disability. Yeah. yeah. With me, I've had a lot of different experiences with misconceptions, honestly. Even since the beginning, because as a girl with ADHD, people generally, or maybe it's just me personally also, but it's just been a thing where, like, when I've told people that I have it, they're always like, oh, wow, I never expected it. And, I mean, I get it in some ways, but usually it's because I have good grades. They're like, but you do well in school. You can't have ADHD. And I'm like... Those are not the only causes and effects that go with ADHD. Like, I can have good grades and have ADHD. They don't really contradict each other. 
And then, of course, the gender part is always a big part. Because, like, the stereotypes that go with ADHD is usually that it's a young boy who has it. And usually that young boy gets in trouble a lot and does bad in school. And that's not true, especially in my case, because I was a girl and I didn't really have that many problems in school, minus with some of my teachers complaining a lot about me not sitting still or, like, zoning out in class a little bit. And now we're going to talk about some of the misconceptions that are a little bit less personal to us, because I've heard some of these before. Some of these I have heard, too, around me personally, but some of them I haven't. So there's this whole thing on overdiagnosis. So basically, it's this whole thing. It's mostly about adults, but it also sometimes happens with kids, where people think that people are just being overdiagnosing ADHD because there's been a large increase in the numbers of ADHD especially among adults, but that's not true. It's just because many people are not diagnosed when they were younger. So the, another misconception is that people can grow out of ADHD. That is not true and not possible because it is a mental neuro condition. That's an, I don't even know if that's a real term, but it's not something that can go away. It's like if you're missing half your brain, your half brain's not just gonna magically appear. Yeah, but we're not missing not half actually, our brain. We're not missing half our brain, but I'm just saying that as an analogy. Yeah, it's right more. Now. A better analogy would be if half our brain is like different than the rest of our brain, it's not gonna magically turn the same. Yeah. Like, because our brain is still there, it just functions differently. Yeah. But like. Growing out of ADHD, I know that's been a thing, because even when I was younger, I remember hearing it all the time, that people are like, yeah, but only, like, so many people with ADHD still have it when they're adults. And I'm like, how do they just grow out of it? How does that, like, it's work? It's not what's happening. What's happening is people are learning to cope with it. They are diagnosed, but they find ways to cope with it so that it looks like they don't have it, but really they're having a constant battle of masking it inside of themselves. Exactly. And many adults that I, I've heard stories about and learned about, they if they got diagnosed as adults, I feel like it explained a lot of their earlier life to them. And, like, overdiagnosis, and they're like, yeah, but that's not true. That's another thing. A lot of people think ADHD doesn't exist. And I'm like, how can you think that? Why would I be diagnosed with a disorder that does not exist? And also, it's not a disorder, but still. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, so... It's fun facts time! Okay, famous people with autism. So, I have a list of 20. You may be surprised by some of them. Others you may already know. So we got Dan, Acroy... Also, by the way, I'm going to murder like 500 names. Don't worry about it. Just sorry in advance. Nan Aykroyd, whatever, actor and film writer. Uh, some people may know this. Albert Einstein, if you don't know who he is. <laughs> you should know who Albert should. Einstein is. He's um, very famous. Daryl Hannah, actress and environmental activist. Anthony Hopkins, an actor. Heather Kuzmich, reality TV contestant and model. Tim Burton, a movie director. You should know that one, too. Sure. I know that one, at least. I don't. Probably. Well, that's good. You do. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Anyways. Oh, wait. No, no. I'm not worried that name. Anyways. Henry Cavendish is a scientist. Charles Darwin, naturalist, geologist, and biologist. Biologist. Why did I say it that way? Biologist. What? <laughs> biologist. Anyways. Emily Dickinson. Bobby Fischer, the chess grandmaster. Bill Gates, co-founder of the Microsoft Corporation. 
uh, Barbara McClintock, scientist in cytogenic. Yes, yeah, something. Cytogenesis. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Michelangelo, sculpt, sculptor, painter, architect, poet. I feel like I said one of those things wrong. Anyways, so Isaac Newton, mathematician, astronomer, and physicist. By the way, some of these people who are older, it's just assumed because of some of the behaviors they had that related to autism, so... Yeah, you can't really diagnose them in the past when it didn't exist. Anyways, Jerry Seinfeld, and you probably should know him. He's a comedian. Uh, Satoshi Tajiri, I think it's Japanese, I don't know. It's creative Pokemon. Yeah, the creative Pokemon had autism. Uh, Nikola, Nikola, why did I? Nikola Tesla. Yeah, Nikola Tesla. I feel like I was saying that wrong. Inventor, obviously. Elon Musk, everyone knows who he is. Anyways. Uh, Clay Marzo, a professional surfer. Dr. Vernon Smith, a professor. Next up, we got school tips. So today I'm going to be talking about getting your homework done. A big struggle for people with ADHD in general. So one trick that I have for getting your homework done is the biggest problem is always starting the homework because you never want to start because starting is boring and homework is boring and it feels like a waste of time a lot because you don't understand long-term goals because we all have time blindness. So like we don't understand long-term stuff. So we're like, yeah, but we could play games now and do our homework later and then later it becomes way too late. But what I found that helps to get you started with your homework is I listen to music. So what I do is the music gives me enough energy and like it gives me enough motivation to be like, okay, I can get my work done. I can do this. It helps me when I start my work. To, and it helps fill my head with background noise. That way I don't get distracted by the silence of the room. And so that gives me the motivation to really start the process. But the big thing with listening to music, do not listen to a song you have never heard before because you will get very distracted if you're listening to a song you have not heard before. I'm Play songs sure you already you know that you like. Can you not get distracted by silence? When you're sitting in a silent room, you don't stare at the wall instead of doing your work? Yeah. Yeah, I do that sometimes, but only when the work's insanely boring and, like, I know it has no contribution to anything I'm going to do. Patrick, this is just... Okay. Anyways, sorry. Maybe you just experience it differently, but I know that motivation to start homework, especially boring work, that's some kind of the whole point of this. But anyway, don't listen to music you haven't heard before, because then you will get distracted just listening to the music instead. Music works best. You can listen to other stuff if you want, but, like, music works best, especially if you actually have to focus during the work. Don't play the music too loud, because you just want it to be there, but you don't want it to distract you. So just play a song you already know you like, so it gives you the motivation to start, but then just have it, like, quietly playing in the background, so that way it can keep you, like, focused. And that's it for this week's episode of Twice Exceptional. In this episode, we talked about the autism spectrum 
and the many different parts that come along with that, including some of the common statistics and some of the misconceptions that go with that, and some famous people that have autism. We also discussed ADHD and some common misconceptions that come with ADHD and easy ways to help you start getting your homework done. That's it for today's episode of Twice Exceptional. Be sure to follow or leave a comment if you enjoyed this episode at, at twice underscore exceptional on TikTok and Instagram. Goodbye. Bye.